right, that was a little big red button. That was off of 13 Dreams. I love the CD. That was called Secret. And we are ready for the second half of the show with Nancy Appleton. If you're in a funk, maybe it's that sugar addiction. I know I've battled that all my life. She's written a lot of books on this, the impact a sugar has on our bodies and our long-term health. So it's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Nancy Appleton. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Nancy, hello. Nancy. Hello, hello. Hi. So, I'm here. Uh, how are you? How are you? I heard about you. You've written a lot of books about sugar. What became this whole focus? How did you <laughs> find that? They're not all about sugar, oh, but that's not. my main focus today. And it was 30 years ago when I wrote my first book, Lick the Sugar Habit. Uh, and I was booed out of, of lectures and what? doctors walked out on me. Really? But not, not anymore. Oh, yeah, 30 that's... years ago. Fat was, you know, if you remove the fat from your diet, yes. you'd be fine. But they found out that didn't work. <laughs> People dropped fat by about 15%, mm-hmm. and heart disease still didn't go down. So uh, I found out a rather interesting thing, that yes. what sugar does to the body, and I started researching it. And all the articles are there from medical journals. They're just not looking at them. Now, was there something going on in your life at the time that made you focus on this addiction to sugar? Yes, I was a sugarholic. Oh. I guess I still am to some degree. <laughs> uh, uh, to some degree. Yeah, a lot of people still, are. Are you a sugarholic? Oh, yes. It's a gradual thing. It's not like a cold turkey kind of thing. Well, uh, I was a definitely a sugarholic. I could time my meals so that I always had some sugar in my diet. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was a chocoholic, oh, yeah. and I was a tennis player, a national tennis player, so oh. I could consume incredible amounts of calories, and unfortunately, 80% of them went to sugar. So there I was, oh. and I knew I was addicted, there was no doubt, but I couldn't do anything about it till I read a little book mm-hmm. uh, that was called The Pulse Test by a doctor, Dr. Arthur Coca, and it said, take your pulse when you wake up. See what it is, take sugar or a food you think you're allergic to, and take your pulse and wait 10 minutes and test it again. If it goes up or down 10 beats, you know that food is not working well for you and take it out of your diet. So I started doing that and found out that not only sugar, but dairy and wheat and, for me, onions and a variety of things made me do this. And when I stopped doing, when I took those foods out of my diet, you know, a lot of the pain went away. The arthritis went away. The, it was just amazing that food has so much to do with how you feel, and sugar is one of the worst offenders. Yes, and there's such inflammation that people don't realize they'll just reach for medication and they don't look at the source, what they're putting in their bodies. Right, right. They look for a uh, an answer to the qu- problem rather than looking at the cause. And until we start looking at the cause of our problems, we're in trouble. I eat very, very healthy. And when I tell people who know me that I grew up on Twinkies and soda and (laughs) bacon double cheeseburgers, they can't believe it. Um, But I was so sick and so, I was really, I would say, depressed as a kid. Food really, really had an impact on me. Depression, anxiety, there are a lot of things Mm -hmm. psychologically that sugar can do to your body. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It didn't do that much to me. Me, it was for me. It was all allergies, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, my legs would swell up. 
I couldn't get my rings on my fingers. I'd get a headache. I'd fall asleep after meals. All of those things for yes. me, but other people just, you know, are spaced out. They, yes. they go through anger and depression, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it, so it can affect your body. It can affect your mind. So tell me, what advice would you give people that want to lick the sugar habit? Uh, well, they can go to my website, nancyappleton.com, and take a test and find out whether they're a sugarholic or not. Oh. And once they are, it's probably a, a very, well, what I'd say to you is, do you wake up happy every morning? Do you go to bed happy? Uh, are you taking no pills for high blood pressure or pre-diabetes diabetes or anything like that? If you then be my guest. Continue doing what you're doing. But if you have to take pills for any reason, if you have a degenerative disease, if you feel like heck after you eat meals, etc., mm-hmm. then listen to what I have to say. And that would be, or and take that test and see whether you are a sugar holly. When did you first develop this test? Uh, well, uh, it was... It's in my book, like the sugar habit. I think you can take the same test you can. Uh, one of the books. Uh, I developed it quite a few years ago. Uh, actually, I've been doing this for forty years, so wow. uh, it's quite a while that I've been screaming against sugar, and um, I'm no longer put down. As the L.A. Times, I guess a couple of days ago, I live in San Diego, mm-hmm. but the L.A. Times a couple of days ago did a big article on it. National Geographic, who's supposed to be talking about you know, tribes and yes. animals. <laughs> on the front page, on the front of the book was a cupcake, uh, and on, uh, above that said sugar. I mean, everybody's talking about it now. Yes. I, I think it's great. Uh, I do, too. So how many books have you written on this subject? Well, I have uh, Lick the Sugar Habit was the one that's about 40 years old now. Mm-hmm. And recently... I wrote another book called Suicide by Sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the sugar habit, everything I wrote in there is absolutely right on. I wouldn't change a word, but there's more now that we know about it. So I wrote another book called Suicide by Sugar. And then I wrote another book called Killer Colas, which, of course, is about not only colas, but not only soft drinks, but energy drinks, sport drinks, all those things that are killing us off. I was going to ask your opinion on that, all those uh, energy drinks. What do you think of all the teens drinking all those? Yeah, I have a hard time with all of those. You know, if it's not a whole food, why do you put it in your mouth? That would be my first uh, opinion about that. You know, there's you can have tons of herb teas, and now different companies are making all sorts of different Things. Go to your grocery store and just look at the teas, and you'll find things that are really quite interesting yourself. In fact, then you can go copy them at home and make a huge big batter for <laughs> a huge big bottle for very few cents and not spend all that money on. You know how many uh, teaspoons of sugar a Coca Cola has? How many? I don't and you know, know. Yeah, okay, I will. And you know that it's not in. Uh, uh, teaspoons on the bottle. It's in grams. Oh. Nobody uses grams. No. There are 40 grams of sugar 
in a Coca-Cola. Nobody even knows what that means. Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Is it um, seven or eight teaspoons? Uh, higher. <gasps> higher? You got Re- ten? Ten. Ten, ten teaspoons, teaspoons of sugar? Each, yeah, each uh, a gram, four grams equal one teaspoon. That's disgusting. So 40 grams equal ten teaspoons. That's just gross. Now you can <laughs> all start reading your labels and see how much sugar is in so many products. Yeah, 10 Ugh. teaspoons. You'd never sit down. Try even putting 10 teaspoons of sugar in water and shaking it up. You can't drink no, it. No, so, and Imagine yeah. the parents that give their kids a soda, or the kid just has a soda at their own free will and before school. That's right. You know? And, and then they get some in school when not only... Um, but they... In grammar schools, you know, they have birthday parties, and the moms bring in all this junk. Yeah. And then they have uh, running races after school and football games and baseball games and stuff. And guess what's always there? Colas. I know. Uh, it just goes on from a.m. to p.m. And, when the, and here's something else that's interesting. I used to be addicted to diet soda. So sodium saccharin, I used to wonder... How come I'm not losing weight? Well, I was gaining all this water weight from all the sodium. Not only that, but uh, as long as the, the drink is sweet, no matter whether it is artificial flavoring or regular sugar flavoring, yes, you'll keep it keeps you coming back for more. Oh, I was so you, addicted. You still have that craving, right? So uh, yes. I don't believe that sugar substitutes. It's a good thing uh, to use to substitute. You know, go go into your fruit. Uh, that's far better for you. And yes. by the way, let's talk about fruit juice for a minute. Yes. Please. You know that a glass of orange juice, grape juice, and apple juice have the same amount of sugar as a Coca-Cola or a, most other soft drinks of the same ounces. So, that's amazing. Uh, yep. So eat your fruit whole. Then you get the fiber. It doesn't, you know, hit your bloodstream very fast because yes. there's nothing in it. It has fiber in it, etc. Yes. So eat all your fruits whole. Don't don't drink your fruits down. That's yes. not how they were made. <laughs> and you know, it's interesting. You talk about juices. I always uh, say to my daughters, everything stacks up. So if you have a little bit of juice, and then you have some kind of squeezable juice thing, and then you everything adds up, and then you right. look at the entire total of sugar. You know, you wonder why you're exhausted or you don't feel well. Yeah, you know. Well, what hooked me on this last book, Suicide by Sugar, I think, was when the Heart uh, Association came out mm-hmm. and said, "Stop eating as much sugar." The Heart Association, who kept saying, "Fat, fat, fat." Well, they finally came out and said, we should be eating about one-third of the amount of sugar that we now eat. Now, what that means is to a woman, it's about four teaspoons a day. To a man, it's about seven. And a Coke has ten in it, so you can't even drink a whole Coke. Right. I don't need Coke. I wouldn't even drink that stuff anymore. It's been so long. It's disgusting. For parents that wonder what to give their kids that do drink soda, we take seltzer water. And the no-sodium seltzer water. And I let them make their own soda with juice, but not a lot of juice. Good idea. And it's great. We come up with all these different concoctions, and they love it. Yeah, perfect idea. Mm -hmm. Just excellent. Go ahead. It's cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 
Right. How old are your children? 12 and 15. How, are they in good health? Yes. However, my younger one had to give up gluten, and then um, I give up gluten. And it's been a whole interesting process where now she's really, really focused and completely different than she was when she was eating a lot of junk and all kinds of other things. I know. I imagine that at school she's better. Her grades probably went up. Yeah. Tremendously. It it is. People don't understand what they put in their mouth has to do with how they think, how they feel, what they say, the whole thing. And I think for moms that might be listening... If you think maybe your kid's acting up, for, before you overreact, think about what they put in their body. Because a lot of times we're so quick to label, oh, they have attention deficit or they have this or that. Let's think really about what they ate today. Yes, absolutely. You know? Now, would you there, go, go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say there's a study done by a pediatrician woman who uh, gave sugar cubes to two little boys. Mm-hmm. And one of the little boys... It just affected like you wouldn't believe. They were able to eat as many as they wanted, and I think they ate about six sugar cubes, which would be about six teaspoons apiece. And one boy was just fine. The other one had went into a flying, a crying spasm, threw his his toys off the table. They were about two and a half years old, three years old. Anyway, so it affects different people. Differently. Mm-hmm. Now, again, the little guy who didn't have any of these temper tantrums or, or get or cry or anything, it could have affected him, his body with allergies, with, you know, runny nose, different things than the anger. Yes. So each kid is different. Oh, I agree. I agree. Do you give lectures or are you primarily focusing on writing your books now? No, uh, uh, yeah, I, I gave lectures all over the world, to tell mm-hmm. you the truth. Uh, but now I'm not doing that. No, I'm just, I hope to write a new book called Your Fate is on Your Plate. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I hope the inside is as good as the outside. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Oh, I'm sure it'll be great. Do you have a website for people to go to to find out yes, more about it? Yes, dot com. And again, they can take this test to find out if they're a sugarholic. Okay. And they can... Uh, all my books, and they can read about all of them. And there are many articles there, too, that uh, about sugar and about allergies and about... You see, our body should be in homeostasis or balance. Mm-hmm. When it's in balance, everything is humming, and you're not on the degenerative disease process. Mm-hmm. There's the right amount of calcium. Your blood glucose doesn't go up too high. Your cholesterol's fine. That's homeostasis, balance. Sugar so upsets this that it throws everything out of balance. Yes. Then, your, then your body has to work hard to bring it back. And to me, that's the aging process. And if you could keep your body in homeostasis all the time, it would be so much easier on your body. It doesn't have to work hard. It doesn't have to, the immune system doesn't come to your defense, so your immune system can be uh, 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 helping you against bacteria and virus and cancer and other things. Mm-hmm. It's, it all makes sense, and it has nothing to do with drugs or medicine today. That's the interesting thing. Yes. It's all your own responsibility. And it's interesting. I take probiotics. My family takes probiotics. And I went to a lecture uh, with Dr. David Perlmutter. I had mentioned him on the first half of my show. 
Oh, I know him. Oh, he oh, is go amazing. Ahead. I w- I'd love him. I'm trying to get him to call into the show. And he talked about you put a piece of bread on your tongue, it's going to turn to sugar and how things cause inflammation. So, you know, it's fascinating to hear your perspective as well. Yes, I wrote a book called Stopping Inflammation. And I definitely feel that sugar is part of this. I think that everybody who's sick has inflammation. I'm sure he does, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, We haven't found out. Everything hasn't been tested yet. But in my book, Stopping Inflammation, I, I could... Proved by mm-hmm. PubMed research, public medicine, or uh, uh, good research from medical journal articles that almost every disease, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, I mean, the list goes on, and they're all involved with inflammation. And sugar is one of those things that causes inflammation, too. Yes. I just want to add for the listeners that you actually have been studying and researching nutrition and health for so many years. You have your undergraduate from UCLA and your PhD from Walden University. Yes, yes. Well, I've worked hard, and, but as well as that, I'm just fascinated, even today with the subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's so many things that are come up on a daily basis, but again, I wouldn't change anything I've written in these books. Uh, I'm still very happy with what I have, but I just know more today. And again, uh, I'm just looking at, like, the sugar habit right now, mm-hmm. and I have something like 24 pages of journal articles, and on each page, you know, is about 10 different journals. I have everything is documented. It's theirs. Or they're just not looking at it or putting it all together. Right. Well, this has been so fascinating. Could you give me your website one more time? Yes, nancyappleton.com. Wonderful. And if you've missed any part of today's show with Nancy Appleton, it will be up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Nancy, thank you so much for calling in. Oh, you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. Keep it up. All right, thank you. Okay. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Again, that was Nancy Appleton, and uh, she was joining us from San Diego. She's written a lot of books on sugar addiction. Uh, Even she was saying she still battles it to this day. It's an ongoing thing, but it does cause inflammation and worth reading up on and kind of tweaking your habits. Maybe you're in a funk, and that's why. So, All right, we're going to wrap up in just a little bit, and then Sheldon's going to take over. But I do want to congratulate the men's basketball team. They had an exceptional year. They actually made their first appearance in the NCAA tournament, and hopefully this is just the beginning of many more years of success. Coach Russell Turner, he, he did a phenomenal job. And I am really looking forward to next year. What I'm thinking is maybe he'll be able to call into the show. I will try to see if I can make that happen. So have a wonderful Monday, everybody. I will be back here next Monday hosting Get the Funk Out.